Paul Price with The Argument. Uh, I have two of my favorite people in the world on with me today, and this was a bit unscripted, so I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, Wendy Keene, uh, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves, but Wendy Keene, uh, uh, one of the founders of the BA Guild, and obviously Straight Talk podcast and, and webinars, and Eva Camifore, who uh, represents one of the strongest bodies of knowledge for chief architects that I've seen in the world. So thank you guys for joining us. I'll let you do a little brief introductions. Great to be here. I'm honored to be here with, with both of you. And I'm Wendy Keene, longtime business architecture, practitioner, educator, thought leader. And as Paul mentioned, I do the Straight Talk, um, Business Architecture Straight Talk podcast series. So this is just a continuation of those conversations to have real honest and practical conversations with experts like both of you. Thanks, Wendy and Paul, and so nice to invite uh, to be invited, Paul, and I look really forward to this conversation. I have been working also with e-enterprise architecture and business architecture long time, and uh, now focusing lot lots of chief architects as someone who has to take the management and the leadership also of the architecture practice in organizations. Well. So, I mean, this is, this is easy. We could uh, so easy enough to get started. Uh, let's start with a, a great big question here. We're, we're, we're planning this sort of architecture of tomorrow where all everybody's doing their end of year conferences. What are your, uh, we, we are also all dealing with this whole question of is the COVID 2.0 and what does that mean and how is that impacting us? Um, I'd rather just start with sort of what's the, what are the big, um, uh, topics that you see uh, architects facing. What are we? What are what are our challenges? What are we? What are we? You know, bumping up against now that we've been a year and a half going on two years in COVID. Um, the you know the, the the profession itself is changing a lot. So I'm just kind of getting kind of what's your big picture view right now? Hmm. I could mention something re related to the COVID and the isolation that has been. Uh, result of the COVID pandemic, which is very hard to look at as uh, we need architects to really come together from the different architecture practices. We need to have good cooperation and that's the full view and meaning, I mean, purpose of architecture work to getting people together. That's one of the challenges that I have seen. But now, since we have lived with this quite a long time now, uh, actually over a year, we have also found that we can work more digital and to, to support each other in the practice. But we need to still continue to work with creating these structures for cooperation between architects. So I'm really important. I'm looking very much forward to all these community and the conferences that you are also arranging, both of you and giving talks to get this community together, even though we, we work a lot of isol in isolated uh, work. Mm. That's one of my uh, Stakeholder, stakeholder management has always been so hard. Um, mm. It's, you know, I'm, we're, 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 we're glad to be um, kind of working on approaches to that, but COVID has definitely made the interpersonal relationships that much more uh, difficult um, etc. Wendy, what do you, I mean, what are your thoughts? Where are you, where, where are you seeing things go? You've been really busy building up your, the podcast and bodies of knowledge and, 
and all of, uh, and, and everything. Uh, obviously, one of the leaders of the business architect, uh, entire business architecture prof, uh, specialization field, profession, whatever we're going to call it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, from the big picture, kind of a pulse right now. Well, you know, there's always in the background this challenge we have around business architecture and architecture overall to socialize it and introduce it and be able to deliver value with it. And so I think the pandemic has in some ways challenged that with the face-to-face, but in other ways has sped it up because uh, for example, early on when companies were reacting and needing to make some big strategic decisions, um, you know, there was sort of a lifting up of architecture to realize how helpful this blueprint is to making decisions and understanding what we do and being able to re- react and, and plan for change. So I think that piece is always out there. But I think the other piece coinciding with that, and Eva, I couldn't agree more with what you said around you know architects needing to work together. But, you know, the other part is as much as we're still establishing architecture and we're still growing as architects, the scenarios we need to handle are escalating, right? It's, it's We're not just architecting organizations, for example, we are architecting in ecosystems. And so there is, I think, this challenge of how we come together, you know, be able to deliver comprehensive value with architecture to be able to keep meeting where the business is going on these more and more complex scenarios that are happening quickly and quicker. Oh my God, please tell me, are we going to see the title ecosystem architect soon if you don't see it we are going to be architecting in ecosystems and some organizations already are well i mean so you think about i was i'm i was supposed to travel i still have one trip that may still happen um i was supposed to travel to both to get to meet to see both of you again in face to face which it's been many years um but uh you know i i i don't i don't really like traveling on airplanes i mean okay you know, when I was eight, I liked it, right? You get your little wings and everything. But, but you think about it, nobody really loves being on an airplane who's not flying one, right? Maybe if you have your own plane or something like that. Um, I can imagine if, you know, somebody, Bill Gates wants to call me or Elon and, and fly me somewhere on his personal jet, I can imagine enjoying that. Or better yet, Tony Stark. That, he, he seems like he, knew, he would know how to make air travel fun. No, but but the, to your ecosystem point. Right. It's that end to end customer journey. Right. Because it's taxis and Ubers and hotels and mm-hmm. restaurants and meetings and, um, you know, oh, and I'd like to, you know, I want to get over to that special art museum and I want to stop by, you know, stop by that one bookstore. And oh, I really like to get out to the fjords a little bit to see some of that before it gets cold again. Mm-hmm. So that is an ecosystem. Um, but the architects across that ecosystem don't know each other. I mean, right? I mean, we're all islands of, of, of individual views of what it is. Mm. But, but here's the beautiful thing. Architecture, as envisioned, scales. All we need to do is shift our mindset to think a different scope. And maybe if my organization has an end-to-end value here, but together in an ecosystem, our end-to-end values here, all the tools, all the pieces still work. We just need to shift our mindsets and bring our strategists and leaders and other partners to the table. 
Mm. Yeah, but how do we do that when we can't even get along ourselves? I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 what I love about this forum is really you identify as a business architect. You know, and you identify as a technical or as a chief architect with a strong technology background. Now, I identify as a software architect. It doesn't matter how big the, you know, we get a $250 million, $400 million software project, billion dollar software project, fine. Mm. Right. Mm. I know that I'm going to work with a lot of specialists. Um, how do we, how do we, first of all, how do we just get past, I don't see anybody accepting us until we stop arguing with each other, which is funny because mm. I call this the argument, but like, how do we do, you know, how do we bridge that gap? Yes. I think uh, you are on a really good uh, path there, Paul, because I think that's we are focusing very much isolated on the different architecture practices and the different architecture roles, different architect roles. And I think one trick could be to focus even more on the architecture itself and the ecosystem, as you mentioned, because then we can show value and we can work more outcome driven, create this interest for architectural work and uh, really get it going together because i think that's one of the problems if we're focusing too much on the different practices and the different roles maybe that's just a, mm-hmm. a, a thought absolutely mm-hmm. and to even add on to that so um i think that value and purpose mm. a bigger mm. purpose than ourselves is the way through this and that's where we need to to sort of bond together around now followed by that i also think i think this is a tremendously important conversation what you're we're, we're talking about here because i think we are at a point with architecture where frankly our organizations and societies need us and it is an incredibly important and meaningful role but i think to get past some of those arguments mm-hmm. I think we need to really identify what are the non-negotiables or what are the things that we hold precious and what knits us together as architects and then what are the things within that that can flex because what doesn't work is our arguments around this is the only way to do it and this is the only way to do it and we go here we've got to rally around something bigger and allow us to flex within a somehow a broader framework. Now, you said something that I think is one of the fundamental debates between sort of, let's just call them for the time being, uh, for the sake of the argument, we're going to call them your people and my people, right? So my software architects heard you say architect the organization, right? Uh, Or the architecture used by stakeholders and stuff. And, uh, (laughs) you know, they, they immediately think that's not my job, right? I'm here to deliver value against this $50 million project that I'm working on. And it is a complex piece of software and I'm worried about microservices versus this or that. Now, how is it, but, you know, and you know, you know, I'm a believer, right? You know, I believe that competencies and specialties and specializations can work together and should work together um, just in the same way that medical specializations do or Mm. legal specializations or other kinds. Um, but again, w- w- this language gap seems to kill us every time, right? So, for example, if I'm a software architect working on, and let's say that I'm a lead software architect for a major project, how does your capability model or your business model canvas uh, or uh, your strategy scorecard, how do those help me execute more effectively, right? Uh, and flip side, what do I need to know to be able 
you know, what are we doing, let's say, at runtime that's that, that's specific in your mind? Um, and, and, you know, and, and, and how do we make that work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's first important to well, well, Paul, I have to give a huge, huge, huge props to you, because I think what what underpins this is what you have been a global advocate for, which is architects are a profession we all have a base training of architecture and we have specializations on top of that. That I think is part of the answer. And we don't always do that, right? Organizations don't always do that because if we shared that, first of all, we would share that base language. We would share, I think, a um, more in common and a bigger picture. So first of all, that just underpins it. But the other thing is, I think there's a fit for purpose point to be made here. And, and this is a challenge for, for business architecture overall, because I think people maybe interpret it as what it, it isn't sometimes or trying to solve problems that it's not trying to do. It is trying to bridge certain gaps. It's not trying to specify detailed requirements. It's trying to translate big ideas and harmonize you know, work and initiatives across the organization. It's trying to shape work. It's trying to make sure that what we're doing is aligned back to the strategy. So it's, it's shaping, it's making sure we're working on the right things. And sure, we can say, well, can, can, can capabilities be used to identify software services and, and where are the changes? But again, it's, it's pointing to what is the change and what do we need to be working on? It's not trying to answer all those, those questions. It gives us the bigger context. And mm-hmm. I think it's just important that we don't make it do more than what it is supposed to do in that very elegant mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. I like that, Wendy, and also that you say that we must explore together to find ways to work. Great word. It's also really important to do that because no one has the answers today. It's a common work and it's also a practice and a discipline that is still growing and we are learning about both our own organizations and also how to practice architecture. I think we need to explore ways of working and do this capability, business model canvas, integration, maps, application, landscapes, more and more together. I love that word explore. Mm. I like the way mm. that you both think about that as us, as this navigating the unknown together, mm. right? Um, and uh, it, well, and sometimes the known, I mean, I think, I think quite frankly, a lot of our organizational clients, and this is something that, um, I would love to get your thoughts on, I guess, because we have maybe the time for like one more little brief conversation. And this will just be part one and we can do part 35 if we, you know, with the three of us easily. Um, but, I, um, it, you know, I like that word explore together. But sometimes I also think that the organization is, is so far behind what we already know how to do. How do you, you know, as a chief architect, as an architecture practice, and I, I love this word practice because, you know, you, you, you never hear people say the VP of medicine, right? It's always the chief of medicine or the chief of surgery and the, and the medical practice or the legal practice, right? Professionals yeah. are a part of a practice, whether they, who cares where they report, right? Yeah. Um, but but I'd love to get your thoughts on, on just finally on that on that how do we start teaching organizations um, to use these tools better? I think Eva, you use the 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 the, 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 the analogy of a staircase. So yeah. how do we start teaching mm. 
people, you know, what are we supposed to maintain? When are they supposed to take it over? How do we start teaching organizations about architecture more? So I think it's a way of looking also at yourself as an architect and on the architecture practice. And I think the staircase metaphor that I love to use is related to when we are building our architecture capability together with other architects in our, orga in our organizations, we sometimes hide underneath this staircase. We build up and we get better and better, new tools and new ways of working and better and better. But the ones that are actually using the staircase our stakeholders, the business stakeholders, the technology stakeholders that have the most value of the architecture itself. They are walking up, <laughs> we are not there. So I think one of the things we are working in the future is also to connect with those and walk together on the stair, but also understand what's beneath that we should use to get things going up to Nirvana. Nirvana. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Your taste or to Nirvana. Wait a second. Are we going to start the next episode with a stairway to heaven? Because Led Zeppelin is literally one of my and, faves. Uh, so, isn't it? So, so we, 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 we I think heaven. we found our theme song. <laughs> awesome. So, awesome. Wendy, why don't you have the last word? Since we have a, we, we've got our hard stop, mm -hmm. and then uh, why don't you have the last word on the on the topic? Ah, mm -hmm. uh, will do, will do. Well, you know, I think uh, how do we how do we educate? How do we you know help our, our folks in our organizations understand architecture? Well, I love the staircase analogy because the higher and higher they go on that staircase, the more and more value it is to the to the business overall. Um, and I think as much as we're architects, we are also like it or not leaders, change agents, and catalysts. And I think what we have to do is help our organizations paint that vision for where that staircase is going and what the business is going to be able to do as they progress up that. And then our architecture comes alongside that, right? Our artifacts and what we do and, and, and helping other people to use the architecture. Because I think also the success of architecture is not just architects using it, but anybody being able to, to use it in the right places as well. So um Thank you both for being on the, the argument and especially so spontaneously. And I was really glad that we decided to record this spontaneously. Uh, the next topic, uh, next time we get together on this, I'd like to dig into what are these artifacts and what's the difference between architect tools and artifacts, things that only are useful to us and that we use versus things that we've used to build the stairway to heaven, right? Things mm. that we communicate. Because uh, you and I can talk in shorthand. I mean, you know, like because we we speak architect, right? What, but but our stakeholders maybe they need other things. I'd love to dig into that next time. Anyway, thank you so much for this. Um, hopefully, it came out uh, as good for you guys as it did me. But I but uh, look forward to seeing you're talking to you again a thousand times on the on the on the broadcast. Thank Can't you. Wait. You too. Can't Thank wait. You. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.